Stone. And we're here right now at the Yang Gang campaign headquarters. We're out here making phone calls diligently, working for the Yang, trying to get him voted in. We've decided that, you know, post-Trump, the best thing that New York City could use is a celebrity mayor. So that way it all goes to shit and rent becomes cheap. It's a long game. See, we want to see the city go down so we could just, you know, basically pop the 80s and shit. You know what I'm saying? On that 70s, you know, cheap heroin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Burn down buildings. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 we're trying to bring this back. You know what I'm saying? Too much. I, I feel like the Western civilization has gotten too much. We need to go backwards in time. Mm. We've, we've got too much power. It's, it, that's, it's a wrap now. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we, we'll get that Bitcoin payment, right, Yang? Go and get that Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> and get that, you know, get that Bitcoin I hate to be- endorsement. I'm pretty sure, like, like if anybody's not going to pay for the campaign work, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm pretty sure Yang is probably the most likeliest <laughs> person there. Yeah, Yang definitely has tech bro hustler. He's de- he definitely has WeWork founder vibes to him. That's all I'll say. It's like you, you're doing it for experience, bro. For experience. Experience, man. Look. <laughs> this will teach you how to be a real CEO one day. You gonna you gonna this it's this 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 experience is worth more than money. <laughs> oh man. What's good people? Garcia, save us. Save us. Oh, oh, oh. Is that an endorsement? Is that an endorsement? That's not even a, you know what's sad? And the thing is she's a phenomenal politician. It's not even an endorsement. It's just like we literally have who do we have? We've got a cop, we've got a Wall Street bro. And we've got fucking a tech bro. That True. that these are the front runners in the True. race. We've True. got one abuser. <laughs> True. You know, I fuck with Wiley too. Eddie, it's actually, is that universal? It, it, I'm voting for anybody who's a female. Mm. I think. I think that's. I think looking at this list, I think that if you if you vote if you, if you vote and rightfully so, it's probably less likely we'll end up in a dystopian any dystopian New York circle of the warriors. I, I do have to say though that that uh, that pro Yang rap track was actually kind of flames. Oh, I, but I could I could sadly enough I think Yang has I, I could imagine dope rappers like I, up I, Yang I, though. I I feel like uh, that's that's that should be how we we solve the thing. Like who whoever puts out the best mixtape <laughs> wins. I do feel like Yang will probably put out the best best mixtape. Nobody's yeah, fucking with Eric Adams. It's, it's, in a weird way, he's probably the least corniest one out of all. Them. Like Yang is a cool dude. Like, 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 like Yang. I, I have to say, on one level, Yang is kind of cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I can imagine him, like, like you know, like I can't, like, if, like, come on, Eric Adams. What, what kind of bar no, is gonna get? Nobody's fucking with Eric you're gonna, Adams. You gonna get 1981 like Houdini reject bars on Eric Adams? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like Scott Stringer? I don't know. Like, like I feel like Ooh. Scott. <laughs> I mean, but actually, <laughs> I'll say this much. Maybe that's how fucked up. Scott Stringer. T- but that's the thing. I could if. It, all right, ready for this take? What, Scott Stringer has a such. He has this very specific look about him. I bet you he might have some bars on the low. Mm. Like he seems like one of those dudes where like those like nebbish dudes who love their hip hop. Who's like you know I know so and so and this and that and that da da da. I I bet you. I I'll. Stringer has bars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this hot take. Uh-oh. Somewhere on there, there's a mixtape where he's out there doing a double time flow like all the white rappers love to do. 
I it's I guarantee you, out of all of them, <laughs> as far as pure MC capability, I was thinking Suspicion Stringer might be number one. Oh man, <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting uh, interesting uh, discussion here, man. Yes, I'm like, this, this, the podcast is dedicated strictly to. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Maya Wiley will probably have like the most. It's it's basically like fucking Soulquarians, like yeah. I could have. She definitely has a. I, I spent a lot of time on a spoken word tour vibe about her. There's definitely a, a book of poetry or five in the college era lying around in her closet. Probably the, like the the highest lyricism of the mixtape is kind of my wow. <laughs> But, but who's, who's messing with Garcia though? I feel like it's 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 you know bureaucrat. I don't know. Like yeah, it's like, like it's, it's gonna be tough. You know, end up being it's, like it's yeah. I mean, it's it's sadly enough. I guess the possible of being through a pandemic slash apocalyptic scenario is the fact of where at the end of the day you figure it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, it could get worse, but only a little bit worse. It's just been pretty bad already. You know, there's not much. You know, world killing disease, really hard thing to top. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and, and then, like, Yang has just been like, yo, I hung out with Jay Z like five years ago. Like, you know, it's like, because Yang likes to embellish. I'm like, oh, where did that happen? Did it happen in the city of New York? Because uh, I was like, no, we're like upstate in my, my upstate. Uh, my upstate house. We had to escape up, the city. Up, up, update, upstate escape. I mean, estate. <laughs> anyway, y'all. Um. Anyway, but all right, wait, ready for this segue? While we're speaking about politics, let us talk about conscious rap. Mm. Let's talk about a conscious rapper who dropped a new album. As we all know, the streets have been clamoring, clamoring for a new J. Cole record. And he was like, streets... I got y'all. Here it is to set your summer barbecues aflame. This beautiful music that 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 just comes out and just teaches teaches the teaches the truth to the young black youth. Actually, the streets are clamoring for a joke for a J. Cole record. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing we we're talking about like right before uh, this, this. You know, we started recording this podcast. Like, J. Cole has fans. Dick Cole is, is worth him $100 million. You know, I'm looking at, like, some of his streams. He has almost a billion streams on some of his tracks. No Role Models has 961 million streams. J. Cole has fans. The streets are asking for J. Cole. My question is, who's streets? Exactly. <laughs> who's a J. Cole fan? <laughs> I really, honestly, truly want to know. I, I and we discussed it. I feel that J Cole struck at a time of where he, he he's he's a. I think it's the idea of where he's offering something which wasn't really being offered on the mainstream. Where you've got this quote unquote, and I hate this term woke, but you have this rap that's a little bit a little bit more um, sociological in nature. You know, more self and self analytical as far as himself as far as the streets concerned. He's he's he was for some reason, and you know what? What else is really weird about him? He really transitioned sharply from being this kind of underground rapper to this mega star, yeah. very on the low. 
Like there wasn't a huge single. There wasn't like this is my mainstream album. It was just like he was like one day he was currency and the next day he was Drake, which is really kind of weird. But also props, because like I said, that's that's a lot of work. Like it's not he's that you know, I hate to kind of give him props for the generic cliche of you know no features, but it, it, it's he did really like build himself to this rap empire of where he's putting out these like compilation albums, putting these other young dudes on just by his own little word trajectory where it's like he just kind of just turned into this mainstream big, you know, one of the big, you know, top five rappers in the world just by being himself. So like, you know, even though I may clown heavily and I will be in his podcast, I have to give him that. Yeah, no, definitely. And look, you know, it's really interesting too because when you look at like Cole World, which I call like the varsity jacket, J. Cole, they're really trying to chase that Drake vibe. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess it did good as an album in terms of sales, but like, it's really interesting that, that he is, he pivoted to now, you know, woke J. Cole, don't know if he's homeless J. Cole, um, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's more successful, like the less, you know, pop and, you know, the, you know, the, the further he's gone from pop, the more he's successful he's become, which is really interesting. Um, so I'm not mad, you know, it's, it's, but it's just something that's really interesting. It's just, again, like, I, I don't know who a J. Cole fan is. Um, you know, like, Drake has fans. Um, even, like, people, I, I know people who stand for, like, logic, you know. Um, and I think there's probably a logic Drake, J. Cole, like, Venn diagram, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not us. It's not the older hip-hop heads who I know he wants to impress. You know, like, I know he wants to chase those old old heads. Um, and I guess, like, J. Cole's talked about this middle child where he feels, like, trapped between, like, the younger generation, uh, kind of like the SoundCloud era and the older generation, um, kind of the boom bop era. Um, but I don't even know, if, like, do SoundCloud kids, like, really, you know, mess with J. Cole that much? You know, like, I outside of, like, maybe 21 Savage, who, who we'll talk about. Um, so I don't know. It's just, like, a really interesting... He's, he's he's been able to carve out this very interesting paradigm, um, and I'm not mad at it. I'm just just kind of curious more more than anything because I I think nobody's talked about how he's able to be successful. But you know, like he until this album, he really didn't have any features, right? Like he he, was, he didn't like have to play all these games. He didn't have to join Young Money. He didn't have to I, do all these things. Um, so I'm, I'm I, I I'll give him props, but. I'm just curious, you know, like like who's out here like really standing for 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 J Cole? Who are these billion streamers <laughs> out here? Does know? he have his own barbs? Like 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 if 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 somebody goes out there and this is J Cole, actually I can't even tell you this because even with that whole no name thing, if that was like let's say hypothetically like Nicki Minaj or a K pop group, it'd be a rap. You would see fucking or, or God forbid Beyonce. There's a whole bunch of fucking emojis and. This army kind of going up there. Like, I'm not going to say he didn't have a lot, a lot of toxic dudes, like, kind of co-signing fucking J. Cole. But generally, everybody was just like, you're an idiot. And it's kind of interesting to kind of see that, to have, like, and, and it's not a negative thing. I don't think necessarily you need to have this kind of, like, fan army. But it is kind of fascinating to kind of see somebody where, you know what it is, too? For somebody who's that rich, it's, he's also very much an everyman. Like, you don't really yeah. see... Like, you know, going back to the idea of where, like, you've got these stand armies, I think the reason why he doesn't really have these stand armies is not because of anything he's particularly done except being himself. He's so relatable where it's just like, you know, for these guys, when it's these guys, for these fans, it's just like, all right, you know, this, you know, fucking BTS is this hot, you know, bigger than life band. Nikki, bigger than life. 
Beyonce, bigger than life. Rihanna, bigger than life. When J. Cole, it's like, nah, we could just go out there, smoke with him, and play basketball. You know what I'm saying? It's this, this weird kind of approachable thing he's got. But like I said, he's at the same time, he's wrote that shit to $100 million at fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah. bank accounts. Which is, I mean, and that's a really interesting point. Like, he's had beef with a lot of different people. Uh, I remember, like, the little pump beef, right? Um, and, yeah, like, it's it's not... For a person of his stature, we should hear about everywhere. And everybody have an opinion, and, like, you know, the, the, the Stan army will come out and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he didn't really see that, I feel. Um... And like the, the I, I I don't know like it's, it's just really interesting to to kind of have the, somebody on this level and be anonymous and you know he's giving back to a lot of people you know the Dreamville sessions are really really huge he's he's really trying to uh, work with up and coming rappers um, even though he drives a Bentley he's not like you know you don't see that in his videos like things like that so it's just, it is kind of interesting. Um, and I'm like, if if I'm rich and famous, I kind of want to be J. Cole, you know, like I, yeah. I kind of want to just be like a every man, you know, like I guess like uh, I was watching the documentary and um, he went back when he was at St. John's, he was staying at a house in Queens and he went back to that house to record the album because that's where he like got his start, like writing rhymes, which he doesn't have to do that. Like he could have like rented out any recording studio in the world to do that uh, but he decided to kind of do that like at the at the spot where he he felt like he was at his lowest point you know um so i don't know man i you know i, I again like I'm, i give him props but you know and uh, if you're able to carve that out as a black man in america like i can't be mad at you <laughs> Yeah, no, not at all. I got like I said, it's even though you know we may clown, yada yada yada. I think it's it's a testament to his to his. I mean, I hate this hard work thing, but motherfucker grinded, kept true to his vision. He's an artist, like like yeah. like it's it's kind of cool to see. Even though, like I said, he may not necessarily be my cup of tea all the time. It's cool to see somebody make it huge and not sacrifice their artistic integrity. And I think if there's anything you could give J Cole, it's absolutely that dude made it on his own. No doubt. No doubt. So, let's talk about this album. After we, right. we praised J. Cole. Now, 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 we, now we bring out the, the knives. Julius Caesar style, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'll start this off. I think the biggest thing is, as somebody who's not a, a J. Cole fan, um, I actually gave Kids on Drugs, K.O.D. a listen. Was it even officially called K- Kids on Drugs, or was that it's always an acronym, I felt like? I, I don't think it's ever. I think it's always kind of been discussed, Big. but not official. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to I listened to a new record and then I listened to went back to listen to KOD. And I remember at the KOD time, I was begrudgingly said, Hey, you know, not the biggest J. Cole fan, but listening to this record, I kinda get it. You know, it's really well made, you know, the beats are solid, nothing spectacular, but you know, it's it, he's a solid producer. You know, they got hooks. He's trying to hit that kill Edward alter ego where there was a little bit more like a nod towards what was happening as far as singing is concerned and, you know, like triplet flows. Like it, it was a really good mix of a modern J. Cole record. Um, giving this a record is kind of giving this a listen is kind of interesting because it's definitely the most blatant attempt at of at dimension that J. Cole's ever done. I wouldn't necessarily call this, let's say, his uh, quote unquote sellout record. It's still very J. Cole, still heady fucking topics. 
but this outside production, you've got 21 Savage on this, you've got the little baby, the features are here for the first time. So it's definitely a pivot towards at least like saying, hey, I could do a regular rap album also, you know, like at this level you expect. But I have to say that for all that effort, I kind of miss the J. Coleness of KOD, and I'm not a J. Cole fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would say that this album ranks below uh, KOD, and I thought KOD was interesting. Um, it played with some concepts, as you said. I think the biggest difference is they're like, and I wouldn't call them singles, but they're tracks that I always went back to on KOD, uh, like Kevin's Heart, and I forgot the other uh, track, but there's always, there's a few tracks I went back to that I'm like, okay, cool, these are catchy, the they have a message, you know, they're not pop songs per se, but like there's some, there's some weight to them. Uh, yes. Whereas uh, the off singing season, everything kind of felt like a blur. Um, you know, the production I thought was, I, I would say the production might be a little bit better on the off season um, just because I'm not a huge fan of K, J. Cole as a producer. Um, and off season, at least he kind of spread it out like, uh, you know, Boy Wonder and a couple other cats on there. Um, but like the album itself, I thought was not like really that impressive in terms of the body of work. Um, I think, you know, Kate, you know, he had like really, you know, lots of bars because again, I think he's trying to chase and impress like the hip hop gods, like a black thought, like things like that. Some of the bars, I, you know, I guess kind of like felt a little weird, like, Clunky like, as shit, bruh. Yeah, M on your head, your Luigi brother now, you know. <laughs> I got more homes than house, um, housing for habitats, some shit like, you, you know. know uh, houses and, and, and homes and habitat for humanity. Yeah, have to have humanity, you know? yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it felt like he was reaching, you know, and it felt like he was like, I'm going to make, you know, it's kind of like, I'm going to make this seminal hip-hop album, you know, like no real big hip-hop album dropped like, you know, last year. Um, nothing from Kendrick, nothing from Drake, you know, whatever. So, like, I got to make this my moment, and I'm going to do it for hip-hop. And I felt like that was what he was trying to do, but it kind of fell flat in terms of, like, some of the lyricism and the production. Um, I do have to say, like, the the, the one track uh, with 21 Savage um, was great, although it's basically the same beat from uh, a lot <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, just flipped a little bit, but I love a lot and. It's really interesting to see like Cole and Savage kind of like play off each other. Um, like I think I feel like Savage steps up his game uh, when he's in the in the booth of Cole. So I thought that was really interesting. I would love to see a double album between the two of them. Yeah, Savage is. I think it obviously. I think because of by the nature of him, where it's just like all right, he's used to these Atlanta trap beats. He's a very specific worldview. He kind of it's kind of almost underrated as a rapper because he yeah. does have he does on the low has have very funny bars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I, I, actually, I, this, he's one of the rappers that hurt my feelings. Actually, in recent memory. Why is that? It, it, it was uh, his bars were it was like uh, Levi jeans, no self esteem. He's on black people meet. And I remember I was like, wait a minute. I think I had a pair of Levi's on at the time, and I was just like, damn, <laughs> that hurt my soul. <laughs> 
But like I said, he's he's a he's an oddly witty rapper when he wants to be. So it's cool, like to being like the like you know J Cole. Obviously, by the nature of who J Cole is, you got to up your bars, and it's cool to see Savage kind of hit that kind of that peak. And like you said, is it'd be cool to hear more of that Twenty One Savage come out as opposed to like, all right, cool, give me that you know eight, you know Eight Oh Eight Mafia beat, and I'll just kind of lazy my way through it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and, and you know, I and again, like it's really interesting too, um, you know, because. The whole like I go platinum with no features and there's three features on here. Um, I you know I thought the little baby feature was decent, but I I, I actually all right. Yeah, so here's the baby, thing: baby has bars too, but you know, go baby ahead. has bars, and and it's just gonna sound that that was probably oddly enough my favorite song on the record, only because what I liked about it and it's gonna sound horrible. It was the most blatantly like commercial record out there. Like yeah, this yeah. little weird Spanish guitar throwback. Little baby is obviously somebody who's hot. Like I, I like this because it's it showed me that if J Cole wants to do that kind of music, he can. So I, I oh, so in a weird way, like I, I, I applaud his sellout move as a showcase of his artistic art, art, like his way art, um, artistic abilities. Basically, it's like look, I could do these kind of songs if I, if I wanted to, because yeah. it, like I said, I could definitely see it banging in the club, banging in the fucking day party. But like you said, it's just, at the same time, it is also very much like by the numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and I feel like that's just Cole in general. I feel like a lot of his tracks are by the numbers. Like, and I, you know, I people compare Cole and Drake, but like Drake is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, like who would Cole, if, if Drake is like LeBron, who would Cole be? Because like, I feel like Cole is kind of like, Cole's like kind of like the Sky Pippen this is Michael Jordan in a weird way where it's just like the or BJ Armstrong, you know, like like BJ Armstrong. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the points on the board, but like do you are do are you really hanging out with BJ after the game? No, you're hanging out with MJ. <laughs> um But you know what I like about him though, in, in a weird way? Cause he does, he does have a solid position. Like it's that's why I thought, and then I don't want to get too gossipy. Is that's why I actually like the beef between him and No Name, is that in a weird way, like I like preachy asshole Cole. Like I like that lane for him. So, so it was kind of interesting to see him kind of get almost out preached, but like he's somebody where he's got a very like in that weird. It's just like the idea of where like you know like if if. If you had this idea of where I'm, I'm giving you these bars about what the way society works and this and that, you kind of need like, a, and it's going to sound horrible to kind of say it, like I'm not mad at his like weirdly, like even though he quote unquote doesn't read a lot, quote unquote for a college graduate, like he's angry, like black intellectual bars that makes any word sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I do have to say, because I, I, I know people feel like, because, um, you know, he talks about a lot around like black on black violence and people um have called him out for being condescending but i think it comes from a place of heart you know yes. it doesn't come from a place of like oh like i'm telling you not to do this because you know like you know guns are bad it's kind of like hey man i understand why you do this but like there's a better way it's, it's like a different approach i thought i think it was just you know um I appreciate it, um, but yeah, I mean, it still comes off as kind of mad ho teppy, especially. No, when, you know like, it's. <laughs> you step to somebody like no name, you know. <laughs> so, so that's also a problem too. Like the. 
So I, you know, um, I don't know. Like it, it, it's, I I don't expect everybody to just like have like a you know fucking police brutality track that's like ready and, and ready to go. Um, I don't know. I I just, I just kind of feel like like somebody like a Cole just need like he has his lane, and this is this is like the best you're gonna get from Cole. Like this is like this is it. Like I I don't see a higher bar from Cole, <laughs> so we might as well accept it. <laughs> you know what's weird too? Even like thinking about it, for a probably the most politicized year of our lives. It's not really that political. Like, there's a lot of things he's talking about, like about his son and things like that. But and may, I think maybe there was a weird, like, like a couple of bars here and there about police brutality. But it's also oddly self-centered in a way where you wouldn't, like, it's like him bragging about money. It's 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 a very weird J Cole album. Like, and like I said, that the the it's it's and it's kind of it's the irony of it all is. By sounding like a lot of mainstream rap makes it a weird album for him and and by its nature. That's that's a really good point too, because I, I I and this is kind of what No Name called him out on, right? Um, and maybe that's the, the album not really <laughs> addressing it is like a low key diss. <laughs> maybe that's why he's pissed. He's like, I'm gonna go back there. I'm, 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 no, no, no knowledgeable bars for me. Yo, out here wilding out for a whole year protesting. I've been protesting. Fuck y'all. I'm here making my little <laughs> trap raps. <laughs> and I mean, like, like a hundred mil is like, it's like a floss song in the J. Cole way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he sounds miserable. Like J. Cole flossing about cash is not like Migos flossing about cash. No. So that makes any more sense. <laughs> Like Migos is like, goddamn man, I want a Louis V blouse and some fucking some chrome heart jeans and a fucking private jet where J. Cole I'm just like, damn, bro, is this like I guess? He just I just imagine him driving around fucking North Carolina and angry in a fucking Bentley and shit. Just just fucking You know, it, it might be one of those things like I had to sing and we we're talking about this in the you know, during the pandemic, like you look at your bank account and you're like, Oh shit. Like I haven't spent any money for for the past year. I got extra like you know you know a few like dollars in my bank account. Maybe that's what J Cole is like. Oh shit, I'm worth a hundred million dollars. Like maybe it's like the it was a surprise. So it's like oh you know as opposed to like yo, I'm worth a hundred million dollars. Like yeah, it's it's you know it's it's oddly. Like I said, it's weird. It's not a joyful. It's it's he's flexing, but in a weird way. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's 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 it is the most introverted flex. I oh, think. actually, I know what it is. This should this, one more point. This should be a victory lap for J Cole, and it's not. And that's the other weird thing. It this it, he still sounds like somebody, even more so. And that, maybe that's what it is too. It's maybe it's the the idea of where after that whole thing, he's trying to become more vulnerable. But you figure that somebody who's at the top of his game, who's got everything else, and kind of wants to floss a little bit, it would sound very victory lap. But, and like I said, it's going to sound weird, but maybe he wanted to kind of approach this with more of a vulnerability because of what happened or because he's kind of reevaluating, because he's getting a little bit older, maybe. I don't know. You, you know, he like actually addressed that, that point in the documentary um, just because he, he said that, you know, he is at the point where he can like, be on cruise control 
and he doesn't want to be that. He still wants to challenge himself, which I admire. You know, like like he could just put out this album of all like B sides and Lucy's, and it'll still go to number one just because he's J Cole, right? Like like like, but he's not doing that. Like he's 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 challenging himself. He's going back to that that studio one room studio, like blah blah blah. Um, and I think that's authentic. I think that's real. I don't think that's a game. Like I, I don't think that's like you know marketing. I think that's that's kind of like his mentality. So, um, yeah, I, I I think so. I think he's like, he's probably one of those people who like, you know, is a perfectionist. Is just like a you know, I like I'm still not the at the greatest greatest high. Or even it might even be like, oh, this is a greatest high, but like it's not fulfilling if if I'm not challenging myself. You yeah. Know? And eh, you know that's 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 real. That's real. So, yeah. all right, uh, all right. That's that that's our that's our I guess soft. I, I so here's the thing. Like, do you like the album? I mean, I like the album, but it's not an album I'm probably gonna go back to. Yeah, and I, and like I'm on the same point. What did you when you were like, hey, I go back and listen to KOD. I I listen to it. Like I, there's two or three tracks where I like a lot. Where I, I like I said, I was like, oh shit, I missed how much I like this yeah. track. There's yeah. nothing like that here. It's just like no. I I recognize like I, I recognize the 21 Chavez track is great. Like I said, the little baby track, I I admire what he's trying to do. And then there's a couple of songs here and there that are similar, but nothing where it's just like oh, he, like I said, nothing that really grabs me. Like particularly yeah. in like you know. And like I said, it's. I feel like it's a. If you're gonna go for like, if you're gonna go for like this, these kind of like big mainstream albums, like I wanted to see a little bit more oomph, and it's kind of interesting where it's kind of like, eh, you know, this yeah, little, 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 you know, I'll I'll go in this lane a little bit, but I won't commit to it. Kind of like move. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, maybe maybe next time this little poor little J Cole will come off a better record and we'll we'll review it higher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sure he's he's at home mad sad. Crying in his Bentley because we thought this was a step backwards for him. Yeah, it stinks, I, yeah. Mr. The, the, Cole. Now, I bet you. Now, now the stands are going to come out after us. It's the, the three know, stands. You know who has stands though? Kid who? Cudi. Kid Cudi. Oh yeah, stands Kid Cudi. Come after me personally. But it makes. But Kid Cudi oh. has that weird like like hey, the press the press stoner kid. I am here. I am your avatar. <laughs> I'm giving you the feelings there. And and but that's the thing that's kinda interesting is the fact of where, you know, Kid Cuddy's like, hey, I'm going through emotional shit, you're going through emotional shit, let me give you my feelings. J. Cole's problem is that he was always detached. Which I kinda admire it to a certain extent. Like I said, is I actually like the weird angle of where he's pushing down to you almost. But I that's what kinda makes it weird because when he kinda brags about the hundred million dollars, it's kinda like I said, it, it just feels off a little bit because he's not this higher than life figure. It's he's yeah. just kind of J Cole, but like I said, it's it's my own person, you know, my own personal, you know, views and like you know, all five of his stands are out there angrily tweeting at me, probably, you know, with, with the oh, oh, what would what would J Cole symbol be? There's a there's a bed and Z's. <laughs> <laughs> Damn son, I I do not endorse this message. <laughs> I stone do not endorse this sleep, <laughs> sleepy emojis. Every time I pop on my Twitter, it's just like. <laughs> I do not know this person, Reg. <laughs> uh, and anyway. uh, onto onto music that we actually like. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit out of order. I'll kick it off since I, since I was kind of hating a little hard. Um, Sons of Kemet. Um, 
as we all know, as me and Stone are huge fans of the London jazz scene, yep. a lot of it is based around a saxophonist named Hutchins. He's got a couple of bands out there, dope bands. Um, his biggest rec- his biggest band record, his biggest band though, is Sons of Kemet, where his bass key focuses. It's a weird intersection of let's say Afrobeat, dancehall, and jazz. Um, he had a record a couple of years ago. I think my queen is no, uh, your queen is a reptile. So there's, yep. there's definitely heavy hotep isms in the song titles <laughs> <laughs> and what's happening. But as far as we know, he's hotep free. Um, there's even a white guy in it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, ho- but apparently, I guess hoteps, hoteps are just all, any and all could be a hotep apparently in 2021. We, hoteps do not discriminate, except, yeah, don't, don't discriminate. But um, anyway, long story short, grabbed a new record, um, huge fan of the last record. Um, like I said, it intersected between, it was just basically like jazz with really good, and, and the only way I can describe it to you is, I was reading a reviewer, but from the rock world, and they kind of said like, this, this record has some of the best riffs I've heard all year. So there's something about like that group where they're able to lock into a groove be it between the tuba and the fucking horns. Something is just kind of like, damn, this head nod kind of moment where it kind of, at the same time, kind of fucks with your brain on a like virtual level, but also makes you want to dance. So yeah. with this record, not too much has changed. Um, they've kind of upped the quotient of spoken word in the past record. I thought it was a little bit weak. Um, they would have guest MCs, things along those lines. In this case, I feel like everything was hitting. There's one specific song where it just, it's, um, they have a dance, I think this guy named um, Double D, who is a dance artist. Fantastic. He's just fucking rapping. It's just, there's a lot of just great things happening musically on this record. And it's one of those records, like, like, long story short, I bought tickets for next year. They're, play, they're coming into New York City. Um, yeah, and it's like, it's cool, it's cool to kind of see a band kind of like expand their sound but without changing it and like long story short uh, this is one of the records where even if you aren't a fan of jazz it's a very easy recommendation because it's just so danceable and the songwriting is just so tight as far as like like melody lines and things to hum along with so yeah great record yeah oh, and, and, yeah yeah I was just gonna say that those, those drum patterns on this record are so like sick, dude. They're so crazy. Yes. They're just like basically like one kind of like African drum throughout the whole record. Um, and in this weird way, I'm just like I kept my just like nodding my head because it's just like such a kind of crazy collection of sounds, um, which is just paramount to like the the London jazz scene. It's very like drum heavy. Um, and that's probably like an aspect of like the drum and bass culture and like things like that. But yeah, I thought it was a really cool album. I only gave it like one listen. Um, I was way too busy listening to uh, J. Cole. <laughs> like, um, but uh, but no, it's, it's definitely a continuation of their last album. Um, a little bit more straightforward. I know like, you know, Your Queen's a Reptile, like they had like different titles and it had like a different kind of aspect to it. Um, this one's a little bit more straightforward, but... I love like pick up your burning cross with like more mother and angel bat Dawid, which is one of my favorite like artists who's from Chicago, but I think it's living in London right now. Um, and like the Koji radical track was, was, was good. Like it, it, it's, it's fairly like, it's just a really good continuation of their last album and there's nothing wrong with that. So um, yeah, props to them. Um, I definitely want to see them live. So I will, I will be hitting you up about those tickets fam. Da, da, da. All right, whenever, baby. One year, one year from now, Irving Plaza, I believe, Webster Hall. You know, uh, March 2022. If we're still alive, the meteor hasn't hit us. The zombies, 
the, one of the many calamities, the aliens. That's that's the weirdest thing, fam. Like, I'm because I'm buying tickets for like December and January, and I'm just like, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it'll, it'll either be back to normal, back to all normal, or it'll be running around in basically Mad Max loincloths, like spinning chains on top of rocking heads. You know what I'm saying? Like, either way. <laughs> <laughs> I only hope that Irving Plaza will be open. Like, like you know, <laughs> it'll, it'll just be like that random ass, like electro death metal from Mad Max, <laughs> the last Mad Max movie. Out, <laughs> that a flaming guitar guy, man. I'm like, I'll, 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 I'll yeah, yeah, I'll pay to see that. I pay, yeah, I pay that. twenty bucks. I'd be like, yeah. yo, we might, we, it might burn on the whole venue, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> but, but you're not like paying in, in money. You're paying in like, you know, like uh, I don't know, like oil or like water or some shit like that. <laughs> some like crazy commodity that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh man. So yes. So so for me, my artist I'm going to say uh, uh, this week. If y'all were following me on IG, I said, listen to this artist instead of J. Cole. And some of y'all did. That's, that's, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a bunch of y'all did. Like, there's a, I got a lot of, a lot of good response. Um, so her name is, uh, I am Dochi. Um, she's from Tampa. Um, and essentially she is just a badass female hip hop person. Um, she has a few different albums out. She's been active, I think, since like 2019. Um, she's been dropping a lot of music in a lot of bars. Um, you, she's definitely still trying to find her sound. Like, there's some tracks that are very much kind of like she. You can tell that she is a fan of Nicki Minaj. Um, but there's a lot of tracks in her latest album, like Brawless, um, is basically just boom bap hip hop. And she's young too. I think she's in her early 20s. But there's some other tracks on her. Um, there's another mixtape that she dropped last year um, called All the Places You'll Go, which, you know, kind of jumped into Afrobeat and, like, a couple other styles. Um, so she's kind of like Lizzo, where Lizzo was playing around with, like, ridiculous amounts of styles, singing, rapping, doing whatever. Same same for this. Like, she, you know, she can sing, um, she can rap. Um, very versatile, um, but very creative. Um, but she's got bars, and I nice. think like like that's the thing that that I'm really impressed with. Like her her bars are really dope. Her production's really dope, um, and it's like she's she's coming for the throats. But then she can also like sing, and then she can also do some Afrobeat shit. And she's you know she's just um, very versatile as an artist. And I think when you can like I I there there are tracks from her from Brawless her EP that I've come back to more than the J. Cole album. And I, I think that just says a lot around and this is kinda of what pissed me off, like there's so many great like female hip hop artists out there and they're so creative. Like her videos are very creative. You know, they're kinda of low budget, but you can tell like she's doing like super creative stuff and if she yeah. got a higher budget and a label like she can do some really amazing things um the fact that you know they're not scared like a lot of these artists i'm seeing now like they're not scared to jump genres they're not scared to sing or do afrobeat or do whatever um they're not scared to be like a little bit like uh you know just like out there in terms of like the rhyming styles um she'll do like a double time rhyme she'll do some like you know kind of Nicki minaj just like 
you know, switch like voices and things like that. Like, um, I, I think it's just it's pretty um, amazing hip hop. And I, I feel like if you like hip hop, you want to support hip hop artists, like definitely check her out. I think, you know, she has like three, um, two albums and an EP. And I think they're all solid. Um, and you can kind of tell the trajectory. Um, so and, you know, she's still kind of um, I'm trying to think here, like, like her one track, uh, Yucky Blucky Fruit Fruitcake, has 12 million streams. <laughs> um, but everything else is like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's under 500,000 streams. So she's still kind of like out here uh, making a name for herself. But yeah, just like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you don't even have to like listen to album by album. Just go on Spotify, I Am Dochi, and just like press play and like go through like the list and just keep it going. Um, and you won't be disappointed. So it's it's weird where that weird, but it's kind of unfortunate because I could kind of clearly say pound for pound. Anybody who's kind of bubbled up a little bit from like the underground and who's female has been clearly better than the competition by a large oh, margin. Yeah. Like and oh, it's yeah. kind of sucks because two things to think about. One, they don't still get the respect they need to get. Two, how many dope female MCs that we didn't even have a chance to kind of blow up even a little bit because of the way the kind of systems worked. Like yeah. people like from fucking like 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 Nappy Nina, like fucking oh, it's, it's a there's a lot of this great lyrical work happening. And sadly enough, none of them fall into that generic like trap of where I'm gonna be lyrical just to be lyrical. Da, 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 da. And you know, like the things we kind of make fun of when we kind of get to rapidity rap is just dope bars. It's like if you're a fan yeah. of writing. And it's like, here is rap music in its purest, like, I don't even necessarily say battle rap, but if yeah. you like the bragging, fucking the hip hop feeling of where I I am the best person here in this room at in front of this mic, it's fucking like, the, it's in spades. Like, there's it, it so many projects coming out left and right where you can't even keep track of it. So, yeah. So, like, yeah. Ha- pro- happy for her. And like I said, I hope to see more of it because, woof. It's it's been it's been way too long, way too imbalanced. Yeah, and and the 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 roster of like female artists right now is so talented and so diverse. Like like a no name who has like one of the most amazing rap cadences ever because she's basically just talking, <laughs> but rap rapping. Um, but then you have Rico Nasty, you have like Megan Thee Stallion, you know, like there's just so it's so diverse. Um, and you know, it, and look, we're guilty of it. We we spent like a half hour talking about Jake Cole. <laughs> so, well, that's what the you know bah, that's what the culture is, and the, and the industry is, and that's what they're pushing. But uh, it's 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 like I said, like like you you will like this out this artist if you like good hip hop. Um, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, we we can change some things. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we're going to go back to headquarters, make some phone calls for the Yang Gang, you know what I'm saying? Earn our <laughs> cryptocurrency, as Stone said, you know what I'm saying? Drop, we're going to drop that new mixtape. Drop that, that new mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> who would, I'm trying to think of who would, who would be in he a Yang mixtape? He got I forgot who co-signed him. He got some, like, some hip-hop co-signs. I could, but that's because he's he's popular in a weird way. Like I, yeah. I I could imagine them being like, oh Yang, I fuck with Yang, but not really knowing like what like you know, I'm pretty sure don't fuck with Yang's view on the NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like he's kind of has this sheen around him, whereas it's like like I said, like, I know somebody you met him personally, uh, and apparently he's got like you know that the charismatic like Obama Bill Clinton thing about no, him. Word. So 
you know, it, it's it's we're, we're, we're once again a very a very photogenic, personable businessman. What can go wrong? Mm. Mm. And on that note, we love y'all. Don't vote for any celebrities, anybody who is not a politician. They'll do you wrong. That that's one life one one life's gonna guarantee you. And uh, you know, just stay safe. If you know anybody who's not faxed out there, force them. You know what I'm saying? Hit them over the head, drug them. Uh, Bro, uh, they give them money, money. Tickets. You know what I'm saying? Live cash. Y'all leaving? Y'all leaving money on the table, but not getting faxed. Y'all niggas gotta gotta, gotta make this happen. Make this happen. Free trying basketball to be out here. tickets. Free basketball. I'm trying to be I'm, out here. Thought. Go, I'm go about shoot. to get vaxxed. I'm about to get vaxxed again. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm, <laughs> this, I'm Moderna gang, but I want to see how the Pfizer life is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they give out free basketball tickets, y'all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, as usual, we love y'all for listening in. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weather, enjoy your people, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. Peace.